The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that you all have a nice and positive week so far and looking forward for a nice and relaxing weekend. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM. It's broadcasting live today on 10th of October 2019, which is 10-10-19. And casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton. And all the surrounding areas of Luton, like Dunstable, Harpenton, Bedford, uh, going all the way to Stevenage, and all the surrounding areas from left, right, center, top, and bottom. A positive airway is also reaching to our listeners who are listening to us through Inspire FM app or website. Or you can view us via our Facebook live link. All you have to do is just go to Inspire FM Facebook page and click live link. If you're listening to this show on Sunday or any other Thursday, that means it is repeat. So, uh, hey-ho, uh, but today is not the day because today is 10th of the 10th, 2019. As we all know, we cover different health-related topic every single week. So sometimes we covered a very unique topics like the one which we are doing today. And, and these topics are something which we normally try to raise awareness uh, because uh, these are the topics which we do not listen or hear about it on a day-to-day basis. And then you came to know about uh, these kind of things when uh, a, a very love uh, or loved one or dear one uh, do get infected in any way, shape or form. So hence, uh, it is very, very important to raise awareness of these uh, uh uh, problems or uh, or uh, syndromes or we can say uh, which affects our life uh, daily life sometimes so uh, moving on from that uh, the topic for today uh, we are discussing is to creating awareness of a reed syndrome yes you have heard me correctly we are talking about reed syndrome and i'm not the person who will be talking about it because i have no idea uh, until uh, beginning of this week i never know that this syndrome arrived and yes indeed i work in nhs i work in nhs since last 10 years and i have never heard of it so when uh, this uh, this um, 
call came to me i was very intrigued and i said well this is something which i really love to share with our listeners so uh without further ado uh let me introduce our guest for tonight he is uh uh robert uh, uh admic admi and, and he is from reed uk uh good evening and good evening doc good evening good evening how are you mate uh, very good thank you thanks for having us here so rob sorry how do you pronounce your surname adamek yeah adamek yeah. i remember you before you show you yeah. say and i i called <laughs> you from wrong name as well so uh why don't you give us a quick introduction about yourself and about um and about the company uh, read uk and then we will go in depth in the topic itself yeah absolutely so so my name's rob um i work for ret uk um and essentially i'm the deputy ceo Um we are a national charity so we look after the whole of the UK. Um we also obviously f- I'll explain it in more detail in a bit but we feed all of our information all our findings essentially our research um back into the community and then back to Europe and then back worldwide. So obviously we work in partnership with uh, all the organizations we can across the world. Um Rett syndrome is uh it's a complex neurological disorder. Um and it's normally diagnosed early on in childhood it mainly affects girls there's a very very small percentage of boys that are affected by it um unf- unfortunately with with boys that are are do suffer from rett syndrome um it can the symptoms can be quite severe extremely severe mm-hmm. um and in most cases a baby won't come to term uh when it's the boys so it does affect one in 12,000 girls and this is across the world so because it's a genetic uh caused by genetic abnormality mm-hmm. um it affects everybody across the world the same way it's mm-hmm. not it's not um a lifestyle issue it's not you know who you have a child with it, it it's all based on genetics and we will come out uh, come uh, and we will discuss about mm-hmm. it further on in the show but i'd like to know about uh, about yourself how did you become involved in this company yeah absolutely so my my previous career so i started my career at chamber of commerce and then i went on to work for world trade center and i thought mm-hmm. i'd start off business by myself so i started pitching for work and i got work with a local charity in luton that does some great work no enterprise mm-hmm. um and for the past seven years i worked for them and wanted to move on into to stay in the kind of charity sector because it's something i really like and this position popped up um and i have a So so what happened is um I went on LinkedIn as we all do when you're mm. looking for a job sometimes you you polish up your CV and I saw the advert um and in the advert like you I'd never heard of Rett syndrome before and the advert opens with it's the second biggest cause for females uh, for severe disability mm-hmm. so be only behind down syndrome um so so it's it's at that point i thought the same as you surely i should know about this you know mm-hmm. there's the you know um started started reading a little bit more and i thought perhaps i could get involved i really something struck a chord because i have a, a daughter that's a year and a half mm-hmm. and um as i read the literature it was kind of quickly clear to see 
that um, it is girls that age that are normally you start to see the de- developmental um, regression. So mm-hmm. the things that you, that, that you and I all take for granted. So so uh, everybody out there that's got children will understand, you know, roughly about a year they start to do certain things and then about a year and a half they start to do certain things. They say certain words and maybe start constructing sentences more and you've taught them basic maybe colours, shapes or sounds mm-hmm. of animals. And those things start to regress and perhaps um, the, the, in most cases the little children, they, they start to, to, to become a bit floppy is the best word to explain it their, their muscles are a bit weaker they're not standing and supporting themselves mm-hmm. and as this regression continues um, every every parent then has a different path which they follow most go to obviously the doctors they go backwards and forwards they are multiple misdiagnoses i mean it's very rare to get the perfect diagnosis the first time um Mm -hmm. and we go back to 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 what you said originally you work in the nhs you're around around these things because it's a rare because it's a rare thing um, not everybody knows about it and the symptoms when they present themselves at the beginning are very similar to a lot of other things so for instance the girls that have fits mm-hmm. straight away you would a lot of people jump to epilepsy mm-hmm. um, there is natural regression in ch- some children anyway um, children's brains when they're overloaded sometimes they do start to forget the colors but but they're learning other things and a lot of doctors kind of say wait 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 and then you wait a year or you Mm -hmm. wait two or you're told that your child has uh autism somewhere on Mm -hmm. the autism spectrum and if i just make it clear from the beginning Rett syndrome is is not part part of the autism spectrum at all it is Mm. its own its own condition Mm -hmm. um but yes massive misdiagnosis and then finally finally somebody somehow gets the diagnosis often it's a very difficult diagnosis because Mm. the first thing that they tell you not to do and this this is words from our families we speak to thousands of families first thing they tell you not to do is go home and google it Mm -hmm. now just today we were talking about how sensitive that is if i was a father the first thing i would do was ignore that advice and go and google it so Mm -hmm. you google it and there's three things that come up our website the website of the other organization that does the research around Rett syndrome and wikipedia Mm -hmm. if you see the first picture on wikipedia it's the most extreme case of scoliosis which is as as uh and a condition that affects sorry i'm talking to you users mm-hmm. you'll obviously know what scoliosis <laughs> it's a condition that affects your spine and it starts to bend and in this day and age as soon as that happens there are support systems there's operations there's things that can be done and i mean in the picture it's absolutely awful so you've just got this diagnosis perhaps your daughter's only just starting to regress mm-hmm. and not only are you reading these terrible things that she'll probably end up in a wheelchair won't be able to speak won't be able to you'll see these pictures so arc this is constant fight i mean we said before about going off on a tangent but it's something we literally discussed this morning we're we're trying our hardest to have that Mm. picture changed on wikipedia because it doesn't accurately represent the girls and i mean unfortunately it was only up until it was about seven years ago that there was finally a a, a bigger consensus that there is more to to our to our girls to Mm. to our well girls and boys to our ret sufferers than um complete regression because for a while people had just given up on these these girls because when you hear the name Rhett mm-hmm. and 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 the reason I, I pronounce it right because at least it will <laughs> it will change the whole because when when you hear the name 
right? It's it's a bit kind of hard to understand yes. what it is and how it is. So what red stands for, basically? As with all of these, as with all of these things, like with the planets and like with uh, certain discoveries, it's the person to discover it, second name that gets to name it. Mm-hmm. So just whilst red might be difficult, the, the original uh, professor that, that discovered the condition, the very specific genetic mutation, and mm-hmm. since then, obviously, they've discovered other mutations. So I won't go into a super amount of detail because that mm-hmm. is extremely scientific and in some of it i've got to be honest with you is even well above my head and over given time i'm hoping to understand that but we've got cutting edge research on the various genetic mm-hmm. abnormalities that happen and which proteins etc affect and cause this mm-hmm. so yeah okay cool uh, we will discuss a bit more about this so mm-hmm. let me introduce our listeners into the mix listeners <laughs> If you uh, like to know more about uh, this topic or want to have a burning question uh, about this topic, please uh, do give us a call on 01582481822. I repeat, 01582481822. Or you can send your questions uh, via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779481822. I repeat, 0779481822. We are talking about rat syndrome today, uh, and it is nothing to do with rat. Uh, it is about a specific generic disorder uh, which happens uh, to find out in, in, in girls of young ages as we all know now uh, so uh, let's ask uh, Rob a bit more about it so Rob as you have said uh, and I'd just like you to uh, quickly recap uh, about yep. the red syndrome uh, as in who do get who does being get affected from this phenomenon how does it get affected so like, like we said in the opening it's it is mainly girls mm. um the boys most of them won't come to term um and because of the way the, because of the way it affects things so if i read the actual scientific thing to make sure i don't misinterpret it mm-hmm. so Rett syndrome is caused by a specific genetic mutation which is usually brought to the child in either the sperm or the egg and therefore it's present at the time of conception so mm-hmm. this goes back to me saying that there was it's not a lifestyle choice it's not your health it's either there or isn't now for instance when it's diagnosed um and you're talking to the families so i was at a clinic in manchester and the Mm. clinics are held all over the uk and they are specialist clinics for people that suffer from Rett syndrome as there are clinics that specialize Mm. in all kinds of things um the family that i met there they were really keen on having another child but they had held off for five years um and they'd held off because of bad information Mm -hmm. once again they had read something online and unfortunately when they had their diagnosis nine years ago they had it in in a substandard way it wouldn't be how you would want the news delivered Mm -hmm. Uh, and they were told to basically give up on their daughter that she wouldn't even be here at this this time anymore and if she was she would be for want of a better word this is the direct word they use they said that she'd be a vegetable so um this family was they were devastated i mean the 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 chap was there um his wife could couldn't struggle to speak english as well so not only had it been told in such a horrible way it had been told a week before her wedding so all the way through her wedding her her family they were all crying so what it was before the birth of the child or is it after the birth of the child? The, 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 they were to they were to have uh, that they had read some juices after the birth of the child. Okay. Um, so obviously she really wants to know whether she can have another child. Now, rather than go into the super detailed analysis, but you, what the easy suggestion for us was that she just has a genetic test. Mm-hmm. If she has a genetic test, you'll know then if the certain if the certain defects are there and mm-hmm. what then the chances are. 
Um, so if the defect isn't present, you have exactly the same chance again. So we went back to one, it's about one in 12,000. There's all kinds of figures banded about, but our research and the research in the UK suggests mm -hmm. it's one in 12,000. And that's across the globe. Okay. So you just answer, uh, you just literally clarify of my second part, which I was about to ask you is that how many people are, uh, do uh, racial wise get mm -hmm. affected. But uh, in terms of people who uh, are diagnosed so far, yeah. uh, how many people uh, do you think have diagnosed so far so we think in the uk so this is all based on unfortunately this is based on a lot of things because as i was explaining there's an awful lot of misdiagnosis if you think that um up to maybe sometimes five ten years old they're not even being diagnosed as Rett syndrome so we don't we don't have everybody but on our essentially what you'd say on our books registered with us mm -hmm. is, is over a thousand we believe in the uk there's over two and a half thousand sufferers there could be more there could mm -hmm. be slightly less that that's about the figure that that the professionals seem to all agree on um but what that suggests is that if you take that and extrapolate it mathematically, mm -hmm. in Luton alone, you would have about nine families that were, that had a, a daughter or son with Rett syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, we know of two. Mm -hmm. So what we're saying is that there's another seven families out there not getting the support or the advice that they need. Um, when I go on to explain just how this affects girls, you can understand that there will be families out there that haven't even been told what their daughter's suffering from. So they may think this is severe autism and they may be mm -hmm. treating it as such. Um, with Rett syndrome, there are very specialist things. So we have a family helpline. And we have hundreds and hundreds of calls every year. And you can imagine that the mm. ladies that answer that helpline, whilst they may not be um, medical professionals or surgeons or doctors, what they do have is an intrinsic kind of knowledge that's drilled into them. So when the mother phones back and says, do you know what, you suggested this kind of gastric, uh, something for the intestines to help with the bloating, or you suggested this doctor because of the scoliosis and the curvature of the spine or the sleeping conditions. Mm -hmm. After a while, you get to see which things start to work, um, and then we can offer the best support and advice. So currently, the best advice that these families will be getting will probably be quite hit and miss mm -hmm. because what they'll be, what the doctor or whoever it is, the GP or whoever it might be, giving them the advice, will be looking at a textbook and that that symptom. So, for instance, treating the uh, epilepsy fits, mm -hmm. you will follow the typical epilepsy pattern of epilepsy and, mm. and use the, the standard procedure it, it sometimes in our case there are things that you've got to consider or things that would help so a lot of our girls are on thickness mm -hmm. to hold down their food um, and to help them put on weight um, if you're not told that and your daughter's constantly getting sick but they're not suggesting these things they're just saying well maybe she's lactose intolerant or change her diet or, mm. or you're searching around for this this is a very easy answer so a lot of our work is, is, is going out there uh, and trying to talk to people, engage with people. And at the moment, October is, is across the world, is kind of Rhett Awareness Month. I know there's always an Awareness Month for all <laughs> kinds of causes, but I mean, it, it works hand in hand. I mean, I'll show you the direct. There are people out there that don't know this, that can't access the support, and everything we do for the families is free. Mm -hmm. at every point so everything i discuss from the advice line to the events that we put on to the very specialist communication devices and training that, mm -hmm. that, that we have access to our families for um, which i will go into a little bit more detail all of that is free Mm -hmm. so, so so we just it's it's sad to know or to think that there's families out there not being able to access that advice okay how how do it get diagnosed that if it is so rare and sometimes people don't uh, sometimes do mis 
yep, get yep. misdiagnosed and so forth and and the and the symptoms sometimes do mimic other 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 yes, illnesses very, yep, very so closely. How, how does it get diagnosed is it a blood test or is it something else so the, the bottom line to, to absolutely guarantee would be a blood test and a genetic based blood test to find the specific mutation which mm-hmm. is called mcp2 uh, MEP2 is the specific mutation, but um, there would be that. But there are criteria. So on our website, or on uh, 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 I would suggest going to our website. We we fact check absolutely everything we've mm-hmm. written. There's there's arguments that some places are, have put some misinformation out. Um, the diagn the diagnosis um, you would you would normally have to unfortunately pick up the symptoms yourself mm-hmm. as a mother or a father. If you're being told your daughter has autism. But all of a sudden, you're reading the the stuff about autism, and you're thinking, "There's more to this." Mm-hmm. We know we know this firsthand. Uh, there's a lady in our office mm-hmm. that um, her daughter was diagnosed with autism, but for four years she fought and said, "There's there's more to this. This isn't what my daughter." And you, as a parent, have always a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, not the microphone. You, mm-hmm. you, as a parent, have that inner instinct. I'm not saying every time that we're right. I'm a parent too. Sometimes we worry unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. But if you know in this serious case and your daughter is is regressing then you can have to keep pushing unfortunately as, as we probably both know and that everybody knows the nhs struggles for, for money so you do have to push for these things if you really believe it but mm-hmm. it's very difficult to believe that there would be no this there's, there's so many signs that it's very difficult to believe that it we wouldn't end up there at some point it's just we obviously wish people would end up there mm-hmm. faster okay uh, if, uh, as you said that um so in terms of diagnosis what yes. uh, uh there's a test there's a genetic specific genetic uh-huh. marker test which we normally get it done so once it's been diagnosed uh, are there different stages or is there any yeah, way abs- working yeah, abso- uh, of absolutely. how severe because that's how most oh. of the most of the uh, symptoms work or absolutely. any of the uh, uh, like if you've been diagnosed with x y and z uh, disease you normally find out or if you have you're a syndrome ha- yeah, you know? yeah 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 you're 100% right and it does work like that so I go back to um uh, people understand spectrums very well mm-hmm. with autism so you can be um low on the spectrum where you have mild autistic traits or you can be the very high end where you have severe difficulty and then at the even at the high end it can manifest itself i mean people like to fantasize and and, and think of rain man or you know somebody that can literally you throw a load of numbers at them and they can count really fast but that those are the extreme slices same as in our community with our with with, with our ret sufferers you can have anybody from um to, you know, as we were saying, for, from birth they, they have Rett syndrome, but you can have anyone from the lower end of the symptoms, so they have mild breathing difficulty, they have lost their speech, but they're still able to walk um, to, to, to the full end, so the easiest way to explain it is we have currently a set of twins the exact same genetic mutation um, manifests itself completely differently in both girls because it affects certain parts of the genes it will then affect certain parts of the brain which then affects certain parts of perhaps movement so there's something called um, atypical syndromes which is w- what's normally attached with the uh, illness or syndrome so it's the things that you look out for that can tell you that this person possibly has Rett syndrome so what what we know in our in our thing is uh everything from hand wringing so that's very common with our girls uh where where they're rubbing their hands backwards and forwards Mm -hmm. and they start to lose the ability to grasp at things um to uh bad sleep um 
like I mentioned, keep mentioning scoliosis, abnormal muscle term, um, and kind of growth retardation. So just absolute slowing down of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, you're not seeing the, the, the growth that you'd normally expect. Perhaps you've already had a child and you're thinking, well, my first child walked earlier. No, we're not talking about a week or two. We're talking mm-hmm. years. You know, the child gets to three and they're struggling to walk. All of these things. Uh, uh, a lot of what I'm saying, though, is it's not black and white. It's uh, it's it, a lot requires you as a parent yeah. to, to kind of be switched on and also to try and figure out that there's there's, there's something more. Um, unfortunately, a lot of our girls do end up in wheelchairs. They end up with severe breathing problems, obviously with scoliosis and bending of the spine. If you're in a wheelchair too, it's very difficult. Um, and the incredible frustration of being uh, essentially a, a girl, lady... Um, uh, or, or young boy or an older guy trapped inside a wheelchair um not being able to communicate so that was the biggest thing so there's still a brain working in there and in some cases yes so the skull doesn't grow and the brain doesn't carry on forming but um as, as like it would normally form but um we have some communication experts um especially well on our team that, that are some of the best in europe um and what they found is actually sometimes the competency of our sufferers is higher than than the average so when they're measured we've we've got girls using communication devices going to university and we're not saying that everybody is able to do this but look it's it goes from one side to the other and now what we're trying to do is encourage people not to give up because they've been told from the beginning to give up and it's just we'll help you get through Mm. the day we'll stop this symptom stop that symptom but helping the girls actually live a life and have a family Mm. live a life and can you imagine Mm. how important it is for your daughter to turn around mm-hmm. or your son be able to turn around and literally they won't say it with their mouth but they type a button that says i love you mm-hmm. i mean there's people, it is it yeah. is priceless it is priceless and i'm not not i must say wow the time has passed really really quickly because i can talk <laughs> <laughs> well i do not know but uh, it is very interesting and we de- definitely like to know a bit more about it and there are things like um what age uh, people normally get diagnosed yeah, from what is the effects uh, is this dangerous and 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 is there, is there any prevention what are the cures there's a spectrum of things which i uh, really uh, my my brains are firing all these yeah. uh, uh, questions which i will be asking you and we will be asking you when we come back after this very short break so guys don't go anywhere we will be right back after this uh, very quick uh, azan and short break you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. 
Welcome back to Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host, Fahad Matin, for this evening, and we are talking about awareness of Red Syndrome. With a very, very nice guest, and he's the guy who's literally explaining me about every single thing uh, about this uh, about this particular syndrome, and he's none other than Robert Admick. This program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM on 10th of October 2019 and casting its positive vibes to our all uh, to our lovely people in Luton and all the surrounding areas of Luton. Listening all the way across Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford uh, to uh, going on, on the south side or going on the east side and west side. And definitely, if you are if you are uh, listening us through uh, Inspire FM web page or web app, or even uh, through our Facebook uh, page live link, if you're viewing us, good evening and welcome back. So before we went on break, we were talking about uh, about this uh, Rett syndrome in in very detail, and we uh, and and uh, I must say Robert was very very nice, uh, very kind enough to to give us some some basic details and some in depth knowledge of this particular syndrome. And and just to uh, just to recapture uh, from my brain, so at least it settled in my brain before I go to my guest. Uh, that Rett syndrome is a very rare uh, rare genetic mutation uh, syndrome, which happens uh, in in mostly happens in girls, but boys do get affected. Uh, and it is something which is genetically based, and it's not necessary uh, need to happen to every single one. So it's like. Uh, uh, it's like one uh, hit and miss kind of thing and you need to have certain, certain genetic markers to have this and even then it's not necessary that every single child have it has a wide spectrum uh, like any other syndromes that uh, people from different spectrums chose different uh, sections and definitely uh, it uh, it is uh, uh, it is uh, developed it has been diagnosed but it's not easy to diagnose and sometimes people do get misdiagnosed so uh, let me introduce and let me welcome our guest back into the show uh, and ask him if I'm right. So, Rob, firstly, repronounce your surname because I definitely... No worries. It's Adamek. Adamek. Yes, I think so. I've repronounced your name wrongly. <laughs> I, I don't make it easy. It's a Polish surname. So. <laughs> <laughs> you do not have a Polish accent, I, but... <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Um, I, th- I think... What am I? Second generation. Ah, okay. I have to think about that for a second. I'm just get slapped from my grandma. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. In in terms of uh, red syndromes, uh, the things which I've just repeat, how far I am from the original lines? Yeah, you're you're bang on. Yeah, but you're, you're bang and on. I, and that's, I must that's say, exactly it. Uh, I, I I spoke to you on Monday, right? You it did, was yeah, Monday. yeah, yeah. So up till Monday, uh, this this Monday uh, pass, uh, I did not know about the syndrome. In fact, I just spoke to a couple of my GP friends, uh, and they were literally looking at me like I'm I'm talking something different. Uh-huh. So I I must say this is a very unique and very uh, not very publicized or very well known syndrome. No, you know. You are absolutely right. I mean, it's unfortunate, but I think you probably come across quite a few of these. Um, unless, 
well, it's, unless a celebrity child or, 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 or somebody famous has, has got a child with this illness, it probably won't ever come to prominence because it will skip on by. You know, mm. there's, there's hundreds and hundreds. We're part of a uh, rare disease network across the UK. Uh, and, I mean, like I said before, ours is the, the second most common cause of, of severe disability. Mm. Can you imagine some of the other ones that are mm. even further down the list? Um, and the importance of that is a lot of those sometimes are mistaken. So we've had people diagnosed with Rett syndrome, and it ends up being something like Angelman syndrome, which I won't throw into the bag. I'm not... I'm not doing a set i'm not doing their piece <laughs> theirs is just as complicated in its own way so to do them justice maybe one day you'll find someone from there and, and, but it, it and is that's a mutation disease as well once again yeah yeah and that's even that's even rarer so, and sorry anyway, to sorry yeah. to be on a very awkward, right. awkwardly asking you so uh some people think mu- being a mutant uh yeah <laughs> you will it's you will end up yeah, flying yeah. and you are and it's got a terrible unfortunately there's some terrible connotations between the words some of the serious words so we have everything from retardation to mutation what people are to always remember those are scientific terms i mean the general consensus is you don't go around using the word retardation but it is that is a that is a clinical term that's what that's when whenever it's used obviously by me it's then done in a clinical sense so it's with, with all of these things it's yeah sometimes the language becomes <laughs> difficult and can put people off um that's why i will try to make it clear to people that it doesn't matter where you are what countries what traditions um we've got a lovely young girl in the office and she was um asking does it make any difference who 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 the family are what their bloodline is you know if if for instance close are they close family could they be if it's first cousin second cousin and it doesn't that isn't doesn't affect Mm -hmm. the syndrome at all it's it's unfortunately well fortunately unfortunately it has no bias it affects everyone you know english asian chinese jamaican it affects us all um luckily in the uk obviously we've got people like us but our third biggest amount of traffic to our website is from india Mm -hmm. where there's even less information and everything is on the internet then so it's a wild west depending on where you land you land on our pages yeah so we've done lots and lots of research we've taken as much advice as we can and put facts out there but same with everything it can be a bit of a wild west out there mm. when you're trying to find out actual facts and actual information indeed indeed okay let's go back to uh, our topic and mm-hmm. ask you uh, uh, the when you when you tell told me about the diagnosis they have misdiagnosis but then at the same time uh, yeah. what is the age these diagnoses so happen? so to be fair it was we're looking at uh, about after a year to 18 months of of what you would call what we would call typical normal development mm-hmm. so everything i explained um they're called a toddler for a reason they start toddling around they start to try and walk most children end up able to to, to walk at probably about the 18 month stage they, they start to do things that you either have seen in your own children or other children other siblings um then you start to realize those things are starting to to get affected so they might lose skills uh, anything from the ability to walk talk or feed themselves mm-hmm. um we say the kind of telltale signs are um even before regression are kind of odd kind of stereotypical hand movements mm-hmm. so i was talking about hand wringing it's sometimes called hand washing tapping mouthing um and another uh, another big flag for us is any kind of 
the deceleration in in postnatal head growth mm-hmm. so in english that's um uh, the skull not developing at the same speed as the rest of the body which is normally a a big flag mm-hmm. uh, to 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 the start or the onset of something like Rett syndrome mm-hmm. and from there so we have you were, you were asking well i'll read the actual definitions and then be honest with you it's a uh, four main criteria uh, so if if you're listening to this essentially um and you, i'll read these four out and you're thinking oh goodness this i think you know my son or daughter might be similar then this is what mm. we would say you would then go to to the hospital or the mm. doctor so first of all is it's partial or complete loss of acquired purposeful hand skill so english translation is either regressing so not being able to grip a spoon if they were able to feed themselves or not being able to grip a crayon or starting to literally lose the ability to hold the water bottle in their mm. hands or something anything like that or the milk bottle after a while kids like to do everything themselves mm. don't they so it, it's losing that so you'll have seen it happen they start to learn it and they, 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 they unacquire it basically mm. that's the first one partial or complete loss of acquired spoken language so regardless of which child they start to make sounds and those sounds start to try and form words and those words then try and form sem- sentences um you'll see it regress so if it was sentences it then possibly goes back to words then to grunts or sounds then possibly the inability to to even make those noises so when they when they when the when the birth happened when the child is there yep, they can you, make those sounds and then yeah the yeah so, so so go back to this clinic in manchester i was with a family and it was only two months before that they started noticing this in their daughter and she was nearly two years old um so and it's, their, it's her, their daughter was the same hmm. so they had next door neighbors and they were developing the same they were best friends um then they started to see a gap the next door neighbor's daughter's riding starting to try to balance on a tricycle and their daughter's struggling to pull herself up off the sofa whereas before she was jumping around on the sofa mm-hmm. and these 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 that was one of the triggers and then they started to realize there was more and more and in their case they actually got a diagnosis extremely quickly mm-hmm. um, one of the other families who who have a, a, a daughter that's in her late 40s it took them 30 years to get an actual diagnosis because the f- the mother and father were so old that the daughter was in care and in a home and the the parents were in a home so they had the beginning of a retirement home or a retirement village not a care home but um and because the because the diagnosis the original diagnosis what, what the girl was given a long 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 time ago no one went back and checked so essentially she was being treated with severe autism in this case so 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 yeah there's um and i go back to sorry i go back uh to to the other things so we've got something called gait abnormalities Mm -hmm. um that's walk that's your gait is your 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 step your Mm -hmm. stride so you start to see strange things happen with that um and go back to the stereotypical hand movement so in most most of our girls they end up grabbing or grasping at their hands and you start to see that and it's not something they can control so if you separate the hands like hey, we we all develop some kind of habit forming mm-hmm. behaviors some of them more visual than others but in this case it's, it's so difficult because it's a well go back to just staying science the scientists believe or people believe that it's something that's triggered as part of that mutation in the brain uh, to do that that kind of behavior because mm-hmm. it's across the spectrum regardless of of, of, mm-hmm. of which girl it tends to affect them with that 
Um, and yeah, and those are the four things that you would mm. really look out for. But um, as you start to see those, mm-hmm. once again, we go back to some people may, it may be slower as a parent, you may be slower to admit, or I don't want anyone to, to, to think, oh, my son or daughter have not been able to pull themselves up today. They've not, you, you, this, is, this is a continuous behavior. You would see it across all aspects. It wouldn't be just, oh, today it's happened, mm-hmm. tomorrow. It would gradual, gradual. And so it is, it, is, it is a birth defect which happens at the time of uh, yeah, when, about, when it happens. Yeah, about 18 but, months. But it, it did not come in light till the child yeah. has moved on. Sometimes the child, it, it didn't come out no. for five years. Sometimes and, it come out. Yeah, and sometimes that's the most destructive thing. You have uh, a healthy born child yes, which yes. then degrade. Yes, to to in some oh, cases wow. se- severe severe disabilities, you know, crying they they're not able to walk. You, most of the families have to have uh, winches and cranes fitted inside their homes to to move their children about. They have special vehicles. Um you know this it affects th- everybody's life because mm-hmm. then you then you have to worry about carers if you want to work or it's mm-hmm. it's yeah okay in, in terms of the um uh, uh people uh, yes. when I, when i say that uh, it is uh, it's a very unique thing which not many people have heard about and then you uh-huh. mentioned that yes because like anything else so um As this is the second largest syndrome of people being disabled, in girls, after, yes, yes, after, in girls, yeah, yeah, after uh, Down syndrome, Down syndromes. So uh, I remember in uh, for uh, when 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 somebody's pregnant, they normally do a test uh, to, to check uh, whether the baby's normal or abnormal. So can those tests also? So you, yeah, so absolutely, there is one for for Down syndrome, and then there's a when the baby's born, there's also something called a heel prick yeah. test, isn't there? And that, that that scans some stuff. Um, that's that's it's kind of a difficult and, and contentious issue. The, the, because of the way it would be, because of the way it would be found, um, there isn't. Yes, at some point that that might be possible. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and stay as uh, as on the fence as possible. Yes, th- th- that possibly is possible. Um, and and then you would then you would essentially mm. make But the decisions from not. there. Currently, it's not, not part of of what the NHS deem as something that they would they would they would okay. do. Okay. In terms of uh, as as any any syndrome lies, whenever yep. there's a there are two things: either they are disease or they are syndromes. So, so syndromes normally last for life. Yes. Uh, and they when when you class something as syndrome, that means it is there for life, uh-huh. and all you have to do is manage that syndrome. Yep. But I I heard you mention that. There is a cure working. You guys are working on developing well, a cure. it's not right. So, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, let's let if I, if if I explain this, because because absolutely, what I said about people researching on the internet. The other thing, um, if I was a father and put myself in that position, so my year and a half year old daughter starts to regress, and I go in and I get the diagnosis from my clinician, and he says she's got Rett syndrome. So I go on, I go online, and I start to read this. Um, And yeah, what I read is mm. that there was a scientist um, who reversed Rett syndrome in mice um, quite a while ago, mm-hmm. um, and then I would jump on that that that, that hope mm. that, that I would be able to get a cure. Now, the first thing that I would just say is how a cure manifests itself is is very very different. So, what, when we're talking about a cure. 
and then I leave this as an open question, mm. what would someone deem as a cure? What would it be? Would it be, so we go back to your question, is uh, if it's diagnosed in the womb mm -hmm. and that your child has possibly or has Rett syndrome, what do you do then? So we have to take technology that's currently cutting edge, which is something like gene splicing or gene editing. Mm -hmm. It's also some places very controversial. Mm -hmm. um, and you could apply possibly something like that. That that maybe, mm -hmm. and then before the child's born. So I well, I want don't want to go into too many theoretical things, but um, I mentioned the so for instance the the skull growth. So say for instance you reverse that in a four or six or an eight year old girl, and then her brain continues to develop and her body continues to develop perfectly, but say the skull doesn't because you don't know what the effects are. So you cured someone of the syndrome, but you, perhaps you haven't cured them of, of the ability to then increase their skull. So you've got mm. a brain growing <laughs> inside the skull. All of these things, or all of these things, come with their own problem. But we go back to the main thing: there isn't there isn't a cure for humans at all mm -hmm. at the moment. Um, and the the gentleman that did discover it uh, says that it's probably not going to happen in his lifetime. So these are his words. So whilst we absolutely have hope, this, you know, it'd be crazy of me not to want something like that. It's the main thing I want. I'd love to not, I'd essentially love to not have a job one day, just be really, really shut up shop. Um, but you can imagine if there was a cure for the girls right now, we have, people and families living 50s, 60s, sometimes 70s, um, will possibly be pushing, you know, 80, 90-year-olds mm. at some point. Those people still need to live and have support, and that's what our organisation does. Mm. So we do work very closely with somebody called Reverse Rare, and they're a, the British arm of uh, an American organisation also called Reverse Rare, mm -hmm. um, and they are massively for the research. So you can imagine in the cancer sector, you've got cancer research and then you've got Macmillan who do the support. We're essentially the support mm -hmm. organization. We're out up on your radio show uh, try, trying to get the, the knowledge out there of this syndrome, this condition to get those people. Because what we care about is those perhaps five or six people in Luton or anywhere, any of your listeners. Mm -hmm. It may be a grandma or an auntie that's heard what I've said or reads one of our leaflets and says, do you know what? my daughter or or you know mention something just at the mosque mention something and says oh i heard something the other day not sure you know but your, your daughter it seems some of these symptoms some of the things he said she is a bit floppy and do you remember after two years old she started to it's those things and then she gets a diagnosis then she engages with us and then yeah. when when the darkest times are you know she's got somebody on the phone or they've got somebody on the phone um and there's possibly be people living well there is um, we know that there's mm. people living with this condition that so have got no support or help in terms of uh, a child who was born normally and then yes. when they deformed so they they cannot walk so what are they they symptoms? end up uh, most of our girls end up with uh severe difficulty walking um i mentioned a lady we work with her her daughter's currently is still able to, to, to walk. And the, and the body parts, do they develop as well or do they stay? They, they will develop, but as much as um, somebody in a wheelchair can develop without exercise, for instance, you, you, you'll have seen, without exercise, your body starts to waste away, so your mm. bones get weaker, um, etc. So with that is all of those things. Um, uh, one thing, though, I'll, we'll keep going back to, is these girls inside, mm -hmm. they are 
just the same as you and I. They have just the same thoughts, urges, feelings, but they can't act or say any of those. They they, they can't go on a, a date. They can't say I love you. Mm-hmm. They can't they can't say I don't like this TV program or I really don't like mushrooms in my food or don't put peas in my rice. Just simple things that we all take for granted. Um, so it's the magic of some of our communication tools and, and, and some of the, the things that we do across the UK. We do the breakfasts and mornings and all kinds of things. We work with the parents to teach them the, some commun- standard what's called AAC communication tools. And we always tell the parents to do what's, what, what, what's now known as presumed competence. Mm-hmm. Always assume that there's full competence there. What's mm-hmm. the worst case scenario? is that you do all of this work to find that you, mm. you, your son or daughter can't speak. But when they can, which most of them can, it, it, it's something amazing, especially when you see that first ever conversation. Mm-hmm. There's not much that can... There's not much that brings a tear to my eye these days with the news, how it is, but something like that is just fantastic. Okay. Know? In terms of uh, the, the, the resources uh, and yep. the families you help, so what, uh, what sort of uh, help you're providing different families yes, to? It, and what sort of a response you see from them and, and what sort of resources you provide to other organizations? Yeah, so, so essentially I was saying our... our Our sole aim is to provide support to the people suffering from Rett syndrome. But as as a periphery, as a side effect, Mm -hmm. um, you can imagine I have to go out there and talk about Rett syndrome because it would be unfair on the parents to to, to fight that struggle themselves too. I say parents, parents, carers, clinicians that are involved. Mm -hmm. Um, We fight on on their behalf to get people to know because the more people know, I'm not saying we want everyone to be an expert, but if you're aware then you can then recommend the things that needed to be recommended. For instance, nearly all of our girls can benefit from sleep monitoring. Mm-hmm. Um, there are sli- Most of our girls suffer from some kind of sleep issue, whether it's uh, not breathing while they're sleeping, whether it's taking short, shallow breaths, mm-hmm. which then means that they're not um, getting enough CO2 in. Mm-hmm. All of those things, they're, they're all very specific mm-hmm. things that need very specific treatments so yes our our general knowledge combines into Mm. not what we call i wouldn't say we're expert knowledge but we're we're heading towards that and then all of our research we then feed back to our clinicians so we've got clinics in manchester clinics in northern ireland clinics in scotland um and all of those guys Mm. we encourage to talk to each other sorry guys the doctors geneticists (laughs) i don't want to disrespect i don't want to disrespect my guys is my generic term um but yeah it's it's all of those people and then they all feed back so we're part of the european congress we're actually holding we're us and the the other organization we Mm -hmm. we call ourselves the the ret disorders alliance we're holding the european congress in Mm. 2021 so it's our responsibility for the whole of europe to represent everyone host everybody here and have the top scientists and etc around the world so Mm. yeah we try we we try our best to keep okay as we are closely approaching Mm -hmm. towards the end of the show i just have literally one and a half minutes so if i ask you to quickly summarize within the one and a half minute about ret syndrome uh what will you say Oh, yep. Um, it's a rare genetic syndrome. Um, it affects mainly girls. We mentioned already it's the second biggest cause of severe disability amongst females. Um, uh, an, an organisation like ours can make a massive difference to these people. Um, we very recently helped a lady come out of a coma 
mm-hmm. because from the advice, very the very advice I said that we, that we give, they managed to do something and she woke up from a coma. I mean, you know, it's it's a, it's a bit of a headline, but I think it can give you the, the some of the massive mm. impact that we have. Thank you so much for helping. And if I ask you to give a quick response for any of the parents who have loved you uh, work with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so we've, we're inundated with fantastic feedback. Um, like I said, the communication things are magic. Uh, that's some of the letters that we've got, uh, that we've got in a, a, a brilliant. So. But all these things are available on your website. Absolutely. Well. Yes. So Perfect. it's ret, which is org. That's thank you <laughs> thank you so much for being part of the show and, and and spreading this knowledge i really loved it and thank you so much uh, for, for being part of our show uh, and that's all for today's show uh, my friends uh, we uh, we will meet again next week and it will be Suleiman rafiq my co-host uh, will my other uh, other half on this radio will be a show will be here uh, uh, doing a show on postnatal care uh, and he will be sharing some expert advice uh, till next week i'm your host farhad mati saying assalamu alaikum thank you for listening to our podcast why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefm luton